Salt Lake City, Utah. It's MMA Overdose. Slap it across the canvas, guys. This guy's insane. Mark He's the David Beckham of MMA. Call him. <laughs> Hands down, that was the worst fight I've ever seen inside a cage. UFC 105 recap. Ross Pearson versus Aaron Riley. Boy, was that a great fight, Mark. Ross Pearson is very impressive. Um, this was his first fight coming out of uh, the tough finale. So his first fight as a as a contracted UFC fighter. Um, Aaron Riley's had a couple of showings. Uh, not too impressive. Ross Pearson dominated him. Just dominated him. He did. He did. I, ever, I wasn't very impressed with Aaron Riley. Ross Pearson, I was totally impressed. I, I I'm gonna admit it. I'm gonna admit this right now. I am now officially a fan of Ron Pearson. Good day, Governor. I'm a fan. Ron Pearson. Ron and Ross. And that's, Ross. That's my little nickname for <laughs> that's Ross. That's your little nickname. Your baby <laughs> nickname for Ross Pearson. Is Ross Ron Pearson. You know, he's a good guy to be on the bandwagon for. This guy, he looked he showed signs of GSP in him. I, I'm calling that right now. He he is very athletic, quick, gets in, gets out, and he does damage. He scores points, so um I think he's got a good career ahead of him. I agree with you. Next fight, Matt Brown versus James Wilkes. James Wilkes, of course, this is his debut after Ultimate Fighter Season 9. Really shitty performance by James. Yeah, went up against Matt Brown. Matt Brown also was uh, a competitor on, on the Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. I think it was Season 6 or 7. But he didn't end up winning that, that season. But Matt Brown has some hard hands. Wilkes... He did okay. He was trying the submissions. The submission just wouldn't work for him. But he, he put up a fight until it seems like the second round he was just completely gassed. He was done. Yeah, that's all he was doing. He was trying to finish Matt with uh, with some sort of a submission, whether it be a rear naked choke cold, or I, I think I even saw him try to do a leg lock. Yeah, he, he, tried a, he tried an ankle lock and a leg lock, both of them. I think at the same time. <laughs> he was trying to get out of that fight as fast as he could. And it, it wore him out, and it showed in the second round, and Matt Brown was able to, to finish him off. So Matt Brown, he's a good fighter, but I don't see him going much further in this division. It's just too stacked. And question remains, how is Demarcus Johnson, who James Wilkes dominated, and the finale of the Ultimate Fighter will do in his debut uh, coming up. I believe it's going to be in December, so we're going to have to find out. And you know what? You wonder though. Does the the pressure of being you know this is the big stage? It's no longer the Ultimate you know Fighter where yeah he did good in the in the finale, but this is the, the granddaddy, the Super Bowl. You know you're you're in your and he's he's British, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, he's who, James? James. Yeah, yeah, he's British. British. He's British. You're in your home country. It's got to be it's got to be a lot of pressure and, you know, that's sometimes why guys will gas out. It's just the stress of being in there and, and their anxiety and Well, I did hear that before he became a an MMA fighter, he was a chimney sweeper. Right, right, cheerio. Right, right, cheerio. That man Poppins. Jump, jump, jump it. 
Well, that's <laughs> maybe his lungs are a little scarred from that because uh, yeah, he didn't. He he lost. He lost a lot of a lot of gas there. So he did. And of course, Michael Bisping, UK's own versus Dennis King. Uh, they actually put this as fight of the night. Well, I, I think that had a lot to do with well. We'll get into this, but I think Dan Hardy and Mike Swick was a much better fight. I think that that had fight of the night written all over it. Um, but of course, it is you know, like you said, Britain's son, Michael Bisbing, mm-hmm. Britain's own. Britain so dude. they're going to give him. They're going to give him the fight of the night. And and Michael Bisbing, he he pretty much he didn't necessarily get dominated the first round, but he lost that first round pretty badly. Yeah, he did. So yeah. and and came out and was able to finish the fight in the second round. So and they put him up against Dennis Kang. So yeah. Dennis Kang, he he hasn't had a, had a very good showing in the UFC, but mm-hmm. he's done awesome in dreams. So maybe that's maybe he's better in the ring. I don't know. Dream um, is a cage. Well, it wasn't a cage. Yeah. See, they used to be they used to be a ring back in the day. Well, dream when it was called Pride. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, it's he did actually do pretty good back in Pride, and Michael Bisping just dominated over Dennis Kang, which uh, pr- uh, which kind of shows my theory. That if you fought in the ring, you're eventually going to get your ass kicked in the cage. Yeah. Yep. Ben Rothwell, the push pop. Crow cop. Yeah. Crow cop. Push pop. But what's interesting though is Michael Bisming before this fight, he said that you know he was he was he was just damaged inside from his last showing when he when he lost to Dan Henderson. I mean that he lost bad. I mean you got knocked you got knocked out, and Indeed. he said that he promised his son he would never have his son watch that again. First off, why is his son even there? Well, his son wanted to put him in an arm bar. I mean, maybe his son <laughs> likes watching him lose. I don't know. But uh, he he came back, and, I mean, he controlled his, his guard the whole fight, and it was impressive. Bisming, he does a good job. So Always does. And Dan Hardy versus Mike Swick. Uh, they actually wanted Mike Swick to go up against GSP, but Dan Hardy pulled a Gonzaga and said, uh-uh, not tonight. I'm taking over. This is my time to shine. Dan Hardy, he did that indeed. Dan Hardy has the hardest chin. Swick hit him many times, right on the spot. You saw Dan Hardy kind of back up a little bit, but he came straight forward after it. Smiled, shrugged it off. I had no idea. Nobody told me. I would have picked Dan Hardy if somebody had told me this guy's chin was made out of granite. But <laughs> nobody told me that. So I, I went with Mike Swick, and it was it was a great fight. I liked it. I thought it was exciting. Um, stand-up war, and uh, Hardy wins. So, How is he going to do against George St. Pierre? You already know the answer to that one, baby G. That is correct. Dan Hardy will win. No, no, <laughs> no. Dan Hardy does not stand a chance against GSP. He just doesn't. He's Dan Hardy is very athletic. He's got a good chin, which is great, but GSP, you know he's a monster. He's just a monster. He's an athletic son of a gun, and we'll, we'll touch base on GSP later on in the program. And, of course, the headline fight itself, Randy Couture versus Brandon The Truth Vera. This is bogus. This is BS. They hate the Latinos in the UK. I want a rematch. <laughs> I just want to know who's Latino in this fight. Is it Couture? Heck no. Oh, it's Vera. Vera. Oh, yeah, Vera. Very Latino. Yeah, <laughs> Very extremely. Extremely Latino. Latino. Um, yeah, they, knows they, that. Vera won this fight. Vera won this fight. Thank you. Thank you. If Mike was here, he would probably say, no, guys, what are you talking about? My boyfriend, Randy Couture, won the fight. I think that's what Mike told me earlier, actually. Um, Mike loving Randy Couture, of course, and, and Randy Couture, he won. But putting somebody against a cage and holding them there the whole fight is not winning a fight. I agree. It was it was so sloppy of Couture, especially in his return to the light heavyweight division. 
It was just not an exciting fight. I don't see Couture moving up in ranks to even go up against a guy like like Leota or even Tito. That would be an interesting fight. I'd like to see the winner of Forrest and uh, and uh, Tito Tito take on Randy Couture. I mean, Forrest has been getting beat lately, so I don't think he deserves a title shot or even a chance to, to get back to a title shot quite yet. But Randy Couture and Tito would be a good fight. That'd be a battle of the old schools. <laughs> um, and yeah, Couture, he just didn't impress me much. I I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And Mike, I think Mike's still sick. Actually, that's why he's not here tonight. He is still sick from from Randy Couture's um, performance as well. He's delusional just because he still believes that Randy. Couture he knows that Vera won this fight. He knows it. He's just like, <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> yeah, Couture. Yeah, for those of you who um who who didn't see the fight, it was obviously free on Spike. You missed it. A pretty good chance of seeing Randy Couture, but it wasn't Randy Couture of old. It was Randy Couture of, of trying to just squeak out a victory, and I don't know how he got it, but he did. Jose, you went 3-2? and two. Uh, Yes, I think. I Wait, who did I choose? I chose Ross Pearson, Matt Brown, Michael Bisbing, Dan Hardy, because I was pretending I was British throughout the whole show, and Brendan Vera. So, yes, I did go 3-2. and two. You didn't choose Matt Brown. Oh, He's no. He's not British. <laughs> <laughs> It's far from it. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay, James so Jose Blood. goes three and two. Um, I unfortunately went three and two as well this week. Mike took it at four and one, just because of a crappy sh- judge. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, that's how we censor the show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we have static. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you just heard. Um, but in other news, that's the UFC 105 recap. In other news, we do have something we'd like to call a free for you segment, Jose. Oh, okay. Um, what is happening right now is M1 is once again in the news, and oh, their exec, Jerry Millen, has pretty much called Dana White out. What? Yeah. He said to Dana, um, you know what? I'm going to offer Fedor for free, but under one condition, and that there's no money involved. Whoa. That's, so that doesn't sound like a bad idea. It doesn't sound a bad idea. It doesn't sound like a bad idea, but you can tell right now it, it's not going to happen because M1, the company that sues bankrupt companies, <laughs> is now trying to do something for free. Yeah. When did they become the Good Samaritan? I I just don't know. I I don't know. Something seems kind of fishy about this, you know. It's like why would they want to do a free fight with Fedor? Are we going to be able to watch it? That's the question I want to ask. Well, here's what he says. He says, you know, if these guys in the UFC truly wanted to fight Fedor, they'd find a way. Mm. Come to his training camp. Come to Starry Oscal, and we'll do three five minute rounds in the ring or cage. We'll do it for fun. He's saying. No, this isn't. This isn't. This is MMA. This isn't a street fight. You know, this reminds me of Rocky Five when he's out in the middle <laughs> of the street fighting Tommy Gunn. Um, it's just not. It makes no sense. There's something going on, and I think that that Jerry Millen or M1, they're pressuring Dana so bad to get money for a million acres. I mean, there's nothing's free. I, and I just want to know. And I'm speaking from a fan's perspective on this, that if they're going to be fighting for free, are we going to be watching it for free? Exactly. Is this? He's making this look like it's going to be a sparring session, but they're going to go full bore. You know, he's saying, come to the training camp, get in the ring and fight with them, or get in the cage and fight with them. It doesn't sound like they're even going to televise this event. Who, who wins out of this whole predicament? Who wins out of this whole argument, this whole controversy with M1 and, and UFC by having a fight... Uh, having someone fight uh, Fatal for free. It's kind of like the fight on the schoolyards, you know? <laughs> oh, I beat his ass when I was little, you know? And and, and who's going to say, oh, uh, Fedor won. How do we know he won? There's no judges. This is, this is an untelevised event. Um, you know, I think you did a great analogy earlier for me, Jose. What I'd like that? you to explain this to the listeners. 
well, come on. It's it's like a magic trick, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like a magic trick. If for what for I'm getting here is I'm saying, hey, guys, I'm going to do a really cool magic trick in Australia, right? And Of course. And I'm going to do it for free. And... But you have to fly all the way from California to Australia just to watch me do this magic trick because I'm not going to put it on TV. Because it seems like they're not going to put it on TV. And that pisses me off because I wanted to watch. It's like a porno that you always wanted to watch, you know? It's like five Fedor and Brockluster <laughs> is not near a porno that I've ever wanted to see. Just think about it. <laughs> no, it's okay. Just, it's just like a video, porno video or something that you always wanted to watch. Five midgets, a donkey, and maybe a black guy or something, you know? And and you and you search all Where's over. Where's that static? <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. This analogy is getting worse and worse, and it's great. It's great. Keep going. And the only place you can get it is somewhere in Cambodia, right? Right. But you really wanted to watch this. <laughs> so uh, the end result is, <laughs> if you want to see Fedor fight Brock Lesnar, you can see it for free. All you have to do, go to your nearest ticketing office and buy a plane ride to Staryosko and um, get access to his training camp and you'll be able to see the fight. Boy, I'm definitely there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he was talking a lot of smack, though. Fedor or, or Millen? Millen. Millen. Yeah, Fedor has not commented on this subject. This has all been this has all been Jerry Millen. Uh, Millen, excuse me. Sorry, a little bit of Jose coming out of me. <laughs> um, who is the M1 executive? He's he's basically Fedor's agent. Um, some of his quotes, you know, uh, and 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 I do quote: "Emilianenko loves fighting. He loves the competition of it, and he'll fight any comers. That's why when I hear these jerks say he's ducking the UFC, he's afraid of Brock Lesnar." Frank Mir's like, oh, he's afraid of us. Give me a break. That's the biggest bunch of bull I've ever heard. Fedor is not afraid to fight anybody. Okay. And here's what he says about the UFC. You know, this is good. I think they need to get, not only do they need to do this fight for free, but Dana versus Millen would be great. <laughs> um, uh, it's not, it's got to be a good deal, Millen said. He says, you know, when you sign with the UFC, most guys sign their soul away. Fedor doesn't have a, have to sign his soul away, number one, because... He's at the top of the game, and he's doing very well without signing with the UFC, so he doesn't have to sell his soul. He's the kind of guy that won't sell his soul. Bang a rang, Peter Pan. <laughs> Bang a rang, Peter Pan. Wow, you know I agree with Millen on that. When you sign with the UFC, you do kind of sell your soul. You can't go anywhere else. Millen makes a good point there. I, I, God, I, I'm at loss for words. Uh, I still think he's a dick. <laughs> but of course he is. Well, and, and, and there's no disrespect to the fighters, which is which is to Millen's credit. Um, you know, he says the fighters in the UFC are great, but the UFC to me is the WWE model. Ooh. They want to own the guys. They have their own rankings. There's a lot of fighters out there that are undiscovered that don't get the chance to fight in the UFC. So they're not going to get ranked because they're not going to um, fight the guy that's ranked number four. Well... I don't know what you say that. I mean, every organization has their own rankings. I mean, they, that's why they have a champion, obviously. Without the champion, I mean, how do you rank how good of a fighter you are versus the competition? I mean, it would basically be just off win-loss records when you could fight a bunch of scrubs. So I don't like that comment at all. I don't like the quote um, from Millen. But I think that what he's doing is attacking the UFC for not being part of the WAMA organization, which obviously is, is what Fedor is the champion of, which is the world sanction of MMA. Um, kind of like the the WBC or the WBO of, of boxing, if you're not familiar with it. But I'm not. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as I'll go into it. Um, yeah. uh, 
And of course, uh, M1 has formed an alliance with Strike Force and Dream. Are, are they also part of the Whamma? Strike Force and Dream? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I could be wrong. Um, we'd have to get back on that. But um, the Whamma title wasn't up for for. It wasn't up when they when Brett Rogers and, and Emilia Nacle fought. So. And and you would think that if they are part of it, they they would have put the title up. So I think Strike Force does have their own champion, just like they they do with you know the UFC does. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about the Wamba, but I know that 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 M1 is now they're now opening up. They're now starting to talk trash. They're so does this mean we're closer? Does this mean they're some kind of marketing ploy? I mean, you know what? No, we're not closer. And this is what we need to do as MMA fans, okay? And to all those MMA fans out there, listen to me. We need to petition, okay? None of this Civil War bullshit. Shoot. Don't worry. I'll edit this. <laughs> None of this Civil War BS. No, no, no. We have to go over there. We have to start writing letters to Millen and Dana and say, you know what? Get your best and get your best. Let's do a versus. Capcom versus Marvel. Awesome. WCW versus WWE. Freaking fantastic. Why not UFC versus the Axis of MMA fighting, which is Strike Force, Dream, and uh, M1. Put them all together. Get your best. You get your best. Freaking A. You know how much money they could be making off of this? That's the thing. MMA is so big now. There's enough money to be shared. There is plenty of money to go around. Ex- it's, exactly. It's exactly. like boxing. Boxing's got the WBC, the IBF, the WBA, the WBO. These are all different types of organizations. They all hold their own champions, but they all fight. They all fight in the same under the same umbrella, which is boxing, which is what they should do with MMA. I agree, Mark. I couldn't have said it better myself. I probably wouldn't have said it better myself just because I stutter and I keep messing up words. Well, well, that's that's enough with M1. I mean, we've gone into this. Uh, we'll see where it goes, right? Um, hopefully, this is the beginning of, of of some good talks to come up. But I think that you know everything everything starts with with trash talking, right? I mean, that's right. that's how it starts. Gets you excited, gets you pumped up. So let's just hope that this uh, leads to what we've all been waiting for. What's that? <laughs> Hello, um, Jose's here with me tonight. In case you didn't know, <laughs> this leading up to the Fedor Emilianenko fighting first somebody from the UFC, whether it's Lesnar who's on a deathbed, which we'll touch on, or or somebody else. All right, Jose, you with me? I'm with you now. I'm now, also, you. who was with you? Somebody who had the pleasure of sitting with Jose in Jose's what is it? The Baby Gorilla. The Baby Gorilla one on one. One on one with the Baby Gorilla, our good friend of the show, Razor Sharp. Actually had the chance to sit down with Jose, and they went over a couple things. Check it out. I'm the baby gorilla, and I'm going to go one-on-one with Stephen Razor Sharp. The history of Stephen Razor Sharp goes as follows. He was born in the outskirts of Canada, whereupon he enlisted in the Weapon X Project. There, they bonded indestructible adamantium razors in both his elbows and knees. Steve, or may I call you Stephen with PH? Your current record stands at 24 wins and 11 losses. Your most recent loss came to John Gunderson via Kimura in the third round. What could have been done differently? Uh, definitely, I could have done a lot of things different, but uh, it was a 13-minute fight, 
and I was winning 12 of the 13 minutes. So, you know, I, I don't think I did all that bad at all, um, considering that I never even got punched in the fight. But to go 13 minutes with John Gunderson and not take a punch is pretty impressive. Uh, he's a brawler, and I took that totally out of his game, and had I made him have to wrestle with me, and, you know, he got a good position, and I made a mistake. One of the biggest mistakes, though, is I'm in the wrong weight class. I'm fighting at 155, and after this next fight that I'm having, I'm dropping down to 45, and I'm going to own all the little guys. We all do. I have a van outside with candy. <laughs> all right. Now, you have an upcoming fight this Friday with Rad Martinez, a.k.a. Rad Martinez. Will the Razor cut Rad like an emo kid after a Jonas Brother concert, or will the Razor make him tap like Mr. Bojangles? I'm looking to cut him for sure, but I think it's AKA Wet Blanket. I think that's Rad's nickname. So, uh, yeah, but I'm looking to cut Rad. I'm looking uh, to hurt him in any position that we're in. Um, I think that he's a great wrestler. He can take me down, obviously. He showed that in our first fight. But what I didn't show in our first fight is my ability to fight from anywhere I'm at. I tried to lock it up and make it a stand-up fight, and the ref wouldn't stand us up. So this time, I'm not going to worry about the, the ref. I'm going to you know, just cut him up with the elbows. I'll spike him on top of the head. I'll do a double spike. I'll do whatever I want to him on the ground. It's always a good thing to spike a person. I'm a big fan of volleyball. Yeah. Hopefully you do cut him. That would be wonderful. It if would not, I would like to see a, a little bit of tap dancing from Rad. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fantastic. Now, Rad's last MMA bat was with you back in September of 2008. Would this be an advantage or disadvantage? I know when I tend to take a long break from stand-up comedy, I tend to suck ass <laughs> just to get back on stage. Yeah, well, I, I'm not uh, worried about it. I haven't been sitting out like still you know i'm i'm still been fighting i just fought four weeks ago so i'm still fresh just because i haven't fought him for a while i think it's perfect timing to have a rematch i hate when people do rematches you know a month after their first fight nothing's going to change in that first month like a month out so take some time look at the fight watch his tapes critique his next fights which is all the things that i've done and now i'm able to uh critique my fights and uh i, I think he's in for a, a surprise i don't think he's going to be able to take me down as easily as he did last time but i'm not saying i'm invincible and i'm not getting taken down i'm saying when he does take me down it's going to be a different fight than the last time now i checked the forecast for this friday and it seems that there might be a slight chance of hope for rad but it looks like a strong chance of raining elbows. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. He's going to get cut. Uh, I'd like to guarantee it. But, you know, I hit John Gunnerson with probably about 30 to 40 elbows. And uh, he definitely felt him. And his head was all lumped up. But for some reason, I wasn't able to cut the little bastard. So um, I think Rad, I don't think he's going to be as lucky. Uh, Rad likes to bleed. I made him bleed last time with the knee to the face. And uh, this time I'm looking to make him bleed with a couple of elbows to the forehead. Well, I like it when a man bleeds. Yeah. I'm not gay or anything, nor a vampire. Even <laughs> though they seem pretty cool right now with the whole Twilight thing going on. Boy, I wish I was a white vampire. How come they never have any Mexican vampires? Steven? I don't know. <laughs> I think vampire is a white thing. I don't know. There's, there's very few uh, African-American vampires and Mexican vampires. I don't know. I think it's a white craziness thing. I agree. I definitely agree. I do like the fangs, though. <laughs> and actually, I do have my tickets for the pre-screening of Twilight. I'm oh. watching it the night of the weigh-in, so I'm going to the weigh-in, no. and then I'm going to watch the movie. <laughs> wow. Wow, your girlfriend definitely got you by the testicles on that. <laughs>
<laughs> You're going to be the only fighter watching Twilight. <laughs> I'm going to watch it before everyone else can. And then you're going to rub it right there on Rad Martinez's face. Guess what I saw last night? Twilight. Yep. I'm going to be whispering him about Twilight while we're fighting. He's going to be like, you bitch, I wanted to see this movie. This is ridiculous. I hate you. Ooh. Hopefully that will get him to punch me. <laughs> I talked shit to him last time and he wouldn't punch me. So I was smacking him in the air saying, hit me harder. And he wouldn't do it. He just sat there and did body, body, head. Body, body, head. Kept the fight there. Pretty boring. What a jerk. <laughs> He's known as the DMX of MMA because he just won't follow anybody's instructions. <laughs> Boy, God bless him. Now, two members of your team, Absolute MMA, will also be participating in this big event coming this Friday. Cameron Pacheco and Eduardo Rivera. <clears throat> Rivera. <laughs> Rivera. <laughs> Both of whom are Latin. That's even Latin, and you can't say it right. <laughs> is that even Latin? <laughs> is it Latin? <laughs> is it Rivera? <laughs> it's Cambodian. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> Eduardo Rivera, both of whom are Latin descent. Razor, are you now an honorary Latino coming into this fight? <laughs> Am I Latino coming into this fight? Yes, sir. No, I'm not. I think Sharp's a, a English name. <laughs> Well, unless you were to pronounce it sharp, <laughs> then that would be a Spanish name. Okay. Either way, I, I, I'm going into the to the fight white. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll definitely see you out there with the tan. No, I'll be pretty white. That's uh, that's for sure. It's winter and it's cold. I'm wearing a sweatshirt, beanie, everything. Well, for a vampire, you sure don't know how to take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would like to ask you some questions that a few fans have emailed. Mike R. from Salt Lake City writes, Will Steve be wearing his Gladiator trunks? Uh, definitely not. When I make 45, then I'll be wearing those the Gladiator skirt. Um, actually, I don't know where it's at. I let Robert Densley borrow it because I was trying to convince him to wear it for a fight, and uh, he wouldn't do it, so I don't know. Uh, once I make 45, I'll be shredded enough that I'll feel comfortable wearing that. <laughs> I, I've seen the video of me wearing it the one time that I wore it, and uh, I'm not too stoked on it. So when when I get shredded up a little bit more, I'll be I'll be sporting it for sure. So Stephen Razor Sharp is very conscious of his weight. I am. I am. Wow. I, if I could fight with a shirt on, I would. <laughs> oh. I, d I would do the same thing if I could just go into the public pool with a shirt on, but unfortunately they won't allow that. <laughs> <laughs> and you got titties. Yeah. <laughs> and big giant areolas the size of ping pongs. <laughs> now, Blaine S. from Murray, Utah writes, which submission move would you consider to be difficult to administer? Um, well, it all depends on uh, – who you're fighting, I guess. Uh, obviously, Rad's a wrestler, so I would think that uh, a difficult move to catch a wrestler in would be more of a Kimura or um, an Americana because those are more of a muscle move um, where I have to just out-muscle the guy, um, out-power him. So Rad being probably bigger and stronger than I am physically, I would have to use my technique to make him weaker. So I would think, you know, a rear naked choke, um, and definitely a guillotine. A guillotine on a, a wrestler who shoots in pretty lazy, that's going to be an easier one to submit. But I, I would say probably more difficult uh, lock would be definitely a Kimura or a Americana. I kind of find the word rear naked choke to be uh, a <coughs> rear naked choke. Sorry, my Latino came out. A <laughs> rear naked choke to be misleading since none of you guys are naked, but you guys are in the rear. Yeah, it is kind of... 
pretty gay, right? It does sound pretty gay. I would expect this in a bedroom. It's like, so what you do last night, Stephen? I got my girl in a rear naked choke. <laughs> then and she then passed see out. some buddies high fiving, right? Yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds right. High five. <laughs> now, one last question here. Little Joe, age ten, from Salt Lake City, Utah, writes. Will your girlfriend set the baby gorilla on a date with a hot chica between the ages of 24 to 27? If she has one kid, Jose is cool as long as he or she is under the age of two. Steven, this is an important question. <laughs> um, I, I think she could probably help you out there. Um, Unfortunately, probably is not an answer that we're looking for. <laughs> Um, I think you got to go to the fights with your shirt off. Just take your shirt off, tape up your hands before you go to the fights, and just walk around with your hands all taped up with your shirt off. And girls just naturally would assume that you're fighting that night. Plus, you'll get VIP pass. You, you get to walk wherever you want to go. You can go, go cage side because you're a fighter, so you get to do whatever you want. But I have a muffin top, Steven. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, you know, I have a muffin top, too. You haven't seen my fights, obviously. <laughs> I have. Compared to me, you have a better body. <laughs> Muffin tops are pretty good sometimes. Uh, with poppy seed. Unfortunately, I only am the poppy, but I never like, the seed. I like blueberry, but yeah, muffin muffin tops, they can be all right. Are, are muffin tops usually something that an MMA fighter would eat before or after the fight? I think after, because... Uh, Otherwise, they're going to give you a muffin top for the fight. And when you're weighing in, it's not, it's not a good thing to have a muffin top. Yeah, I know that. I went over there to the doctors, and uh, I was kind of uncomfortable just, uh, just weighing myself without a shirt or pants. And they're like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm weighing in. You know, I'm an MMA fighter. No, you're not. Get off the scale. <laughs> and plus, what are you doing here? Your appointment's next week, Jose. Tell me old-fashioned. I like to get checked for gonorrhea every day. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> now, Showdown the Homecoming. That's the name of the event. Will they be electing Homecoming Queen and King that night? If so, how do I apply? Uh, I, I think Queen. I think it's already taken. I think Rad, <laughs> Martin, I think Rad Martina's got it already. Um, King, I would probably think that they'd give that to Berkman because he's the guy that's got the nicest body probably out there and all the girls are going to be oohing and on about it. So I think I think it's already taken. <laughs> Sorry. Shit out of luck. Alright, alright. So we just uh, found out that Rad Martinez will be the homecoming queen and John Berkman will be the homecoming Josh king. Berkman. Josh Berkman. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. what I said. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what you said. Hopefully... They will be having a wonderful homecoming dance and the dancing of the couples. That would be kind of gay, Stephen. Yeah. yeah would be, uh, Maybe they'll do a rear naked. <laughs> After prom, they will. <laughs> but I doubt that's going to happen. Now, Stephen, is there anything that you want to mention? I'd just like to thank all my uh, training partners and my gym, Absolute MMA. Uh, great training camp for this fight. Um, a lot of strong re wrestlers have been helping me uh, make sure that I'm in shape, ready to, to hurt Rad for every takedown, make him work for every single one. Last time he got tired, and I didn't even put up a fight during the uh, takedowns. So this fight will be uh, a lot different, and uh, expect to see Rad bleeding. He's going to be cut this time. Steven, it's an honor to sit by me, and I thank you. Catch Steven <laughs> Razor Sharp dropping elbows like Henderson on Bisbing this Friday, November 20th at the McKay Event Center in Orem, Utah. Doors open at 6. Showdown, the homecoming. 
All right, and that was my interview with Stephen Razor Sharp. <laughs> I tell you, you can't leave me alone. <laughs> I don't think you can. I think that was a bad plug for Twilight, is what that interview ended up being. <laughs> uh, from what I'm hearing, though, he's the one that's insisted on getting the tickets. Yeah, well, Razor, he's a, he's a different guy, you know. He's a different breed. we got to love him. He's good guy, fun guy. Hopefully, we wish him luck on his fight this this Friday, which will will be in attendance. So, Razor, make sure you give a shout-out to your MMA Overdose fans. Definitely. We will be at the Razor's Edge at Throwdown. And I did you hear? I keep on I kept on calling it Showdown the whole time. Showdown. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because they did do um, – well, no, I think it was Strikeforce who did Showdown. Really? There was a promotion that – there was an event that was called Showdown. That was the no no no. It is it is it is throwdown. Now you got me all screwed up. <laughs> they have uh, what is called showdown was actually an event that they put on, and they gave out showdown titles to to certain people, and they are the showdown champions. Oh. Throwdown is just the promotion, so kind of a twist on on what they have going on there. But uh, but it is throwdown the promotion hosting the homecoming event uh, down at the McKay Event Center in Orem, Utah. So if you're in Utah, you want to see some good fights, go down there. Plenty of good fights. Uh, Razor will be there. We'll be in his corner. I'll be cornering him for the fight. Jose <laughs> will be stitching him up in between rounds if needed. And yeah, Mike will be presenting the Princess Crown to uh, to Rad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> According to Razor. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I just got a call. Um, it seems that Mike's going to be sick that day. That's uh, right. Dang it. What's going right. on with Mike? Well, we'll send Mike a crown as well. <laughs> um, but but good fights. Check them out. Uh, we'll be there. Speaking of good fights, well, I don't think it's good anymore, but DMX uh, decided to pull out of the Thunder promotion fight. Oh, my gosh. Is it Thunder or Thunderdome? It's Thunder. I don't know why I kept on thinking it's Thunderdome. <laughs> it should have been called Thunderdome. That would have been awesome. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been even more awesome if they actually put real fighters in the cage. <laughs> Uh, they will one day. They will one day. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. Butterbean. They took out the card though. They took out the whole card. Nobody's fighting. Butterbean's not fighting Tank Abbott anymore. Okay. Some other fact. So guy you lose DM. <laughs> 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 well, it should be interesting then. Is it Roy? Roy Nelson? The big uh, country? Oh God, no! I wish it was Roy. It's probably uh, Abdul the Butcher. Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good old Abdul. Um, yeah. So DMX pulls out, and this was supposed to be the co-headline fight of the night. So you know these guys are these guys are pissed. I, I dude, I would be pissed. And, too. and this is in Alabama, correct? Uh, yeah, in Georgia. Al- in Alabama, they let anything go. Alabama. Well, that's the problem. Is uh, <laughs> <laughs> these people didn't want to see DMX? You know, they're think, in Alabama. I think they would. It's Alabama. It's, uh, They'd probably rather see like Tim McGraw or somebody get into the cage. Yeah, they're going to see Tim. Like yeah. Tim McGraw is actually going to get in the cage. Well, I don't know. I hear he gets pretty upset sometimes with that. <laughs> <laughs> Though, this is what happened here. It's like, uh, from what I heard, DMX's manager submitted an uh, addendum, I believe, addendum to the rapper's original contract for the fight uh, that that, uh, the event promoter and management agreed that DMX is scheduled to win the boxing challenge. So DMX backed out because he couldn't throw the fight. Uh, Basically, DMX backed out because his opponent wouldn't throw the fight. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. But so, he was trying to throw the fight. He's not going to fight unless he's going to win. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. He, he wasn't going to fight unless he was going to win, which makes no sense because there, uh, he did mention something in some interview that, I don't need to train because I'm from the streets and it'll be unfair for Eric Martinez. 
That's right. I think he said something to that effect. And I think actually here, here I go to quote now. All sure right. You know, we got a call. Here's DMX. Oh, maybe you should do this, Jose. Here, All right. here. I want you to read this line right here for me, there, buddy. All right. Here it goes. <clears throat> and here's DMX reporting on his latest fight, or his latest back out of his first fight. DMX. We got a call. You know, asking if I wanted to participate in it. Yeah. Why not? I figure I can do it. I'm just gonna walk in as it is. It wouldn't be fair if I train. I can fight for real, though. So it is what it is. What a what a jigger wants. What a jigger wants. <laughs> and there is DMX. So <laughs> apparently he was a little more confident than than as time progressed and the fights got closer. He probably got a little bit scared because. Um, he doesn't know how to fight. <laughs> I think X's manager, um, Nakia Walker, also uh, also had this to say. He, she says, he, she, I think it's a she. I'm going to go with a she. All parties agree this event has been scheduled to occur only in fun and that the artist involved is not a professional boxer. So when you have to tell your opponent, hey, I'm just here to have fun. I'm not a professional. That takes the fun out of everything. Well, he has been training with his dogs. Keep in mind that he was arrested for dog fighting. So uh, he could have that's it. Yeah. So he could have been biting his opponent. Well, enough about DMX. Um, yeah. Oh, well, you know what? There oh, is there is one more news. There is actually something uh oh, wow. that that will more. surprise you. This will actually surprise you. Guess who they're going to replace DMX with? At this point, I have no idea, Jose. I I'll give you a clue. Give me a clue. He's 45 years old, and he still has dreadlocks. 45 years old and still has dreadlocks. This was on Jeopardy last night. I don't know. Who is it? <clears throat> Coming right on my fantastic. It's last like who and I. Something like Ding Lai. Well, that must be the remix, but I think you're talking about <laughs> Coolio. That's right, Coolio. Coolio will be taking up the fight against Eric Martinez. Is this serious? This is serious. Folks, this is serious. <laughs> We are not joking. We like to have a good time, but this is serious. I'm excited. I oh. I can't wait to see Coolio get back up there and do something that he loves to do. Maybe do a little bit of rapping while he's punching the guy. But uh, <laughs> oh. I'm excited for this. How do you watch this? Can people watch this, or is this you have to be there and you have to buy a $5 ticket, and you might get to sit on a metal chair while you're there? Uh, you have to get high. That's okay. You have to do. prereq. <laughs> and then you got to say, Coolio, I loved you back in the early 90s. Uh, Gangster Paradise. I love that song. That's where he got his motivation for this. I know it is. <laughs> he was listening to it, and he's like, you know what? I should become an MMA fighter. <laughs> well, it's like he decided to take it, of course, and I'm very proud of him for doing so. So, uh, And plus, he won some, some previous fights and, like, some celebrity boxing. Fights. Oh, okay. Yeah, Screech was involved in that <laughs> as well. I mean, that doesn't take much talent. but It never takes any talent to be a celebrity boxer. Okay. All right. Well, that's enough. Enough on the 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 Gangsters Paradise MMA uh, throwdown for real. Enough with celebrity in the MMA. You know enough what I'm with saying? it. I know. I know. Can't we get some football players in the MMA? <laughs> Can we get some football players? As you've seen, obviously, Tough has brought out the football players. They're flocking to the MMA now. Um, a couple of other guys. I know Sean Merriman from the Chargers also talked about when he ends his career in the NFL, which he's been injury plagued a lot lately. He also may may bring on uh, MMA, and he's a big guy. Well, but big guys never really do much. That's though. true. Keep, like if you're watching the Ultimate Fighter season ten, you can see how how easily they get gassed. 
All right, Jose, you just ruined all my dreams and hopes of a good football player <laughs> actually doing something in MMA. But there is news of another big-name football player coming over to do some MMA. Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia? No, oh, wait. He's a, he's a <laughs> What team does he play for? <laughs> oh, Jerry Rice. I'll give, you, I'll give you a clue. Okay. He's the football player formerly known as Prince. No. <laughs> Close. Good. One of my favorite teams, I do have to say, this team is one of my favorite teams. They play in, in the land of Cincinnati. Oh, wait a minute. I know. Uh, Walk Like an Egyptian. That's the song they did. The Bangles. The Bangles. <laughs> the Bengals. They are, uh, they've got their, 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 their famous, famous receiver who, who last week just got caught in a bribing incident with one of the, one of the oh, referees. Oh, God. One dollar? Seriously? I know. He couldn't have given him a five spot? We're <laughs> 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 not going to get anything for a buck, Ocho Cinco. Well, he was he was telling them about the Wendy's dollar menu. Uh, um, <laughs> that's right. It's Chad Ocho Cinco, formerly known as Chad oh. Johnson of the Cincinnati Bengals, wide receiver, uh, Pro Bowl wide receiver, great great football player. Um, he has his eye on the UFC. He's begging, actually, apparently, Dana White to sign him for a fight against not just somebody. He's calling out pound for pound great Anderson Silva. Oh God! Chad Ocho Cinco gets Silva. He could do it. Chad will get his butt kicked. Not even a dollar would save him. No. Apparently, Chad twittered Dana, in, uh, in which Dana actually acknowledged his request. What do you say? So, do you have the conversation? Let me see. Um, Dana, here's here here's how the tweet goes. I do have the tweet. Here, let, me, let me explain the tweet to you. Dana, this Ocho Cinco. I want to fight your number one and your number two best fighter ASAP. Exhibition to raise money for a charity of choice. So he's he's being a gentleman. I mean, he's he's letting Dana White choose a charity. Matter of fact, he says, I want Anderson Spada Silva. Please don't ignore me, or I'll have to, f- or you'll have to fight me for yourself. Sincerely, Esteban. Esteban. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Um, oh, yeah, I remember he tried to change his first name from uh, Chad to Esteban Ochichinko, which would have sounded a lot cooler. Yeah, and so he goes on. He goes on. I mean, this tweet is, is fairly large, but he goes on saying, Mr. White, this is a serious matter. We can help a lot of organizations with this fight. I have a good chance at winning against Silva. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what you guys uh, – here's the thing about Ochichinko. He does tweet while he's on the sideline. So I don't know <laughs> if this was during – after the bribe incident or what happened, but um, – he, he continues to speak to himself now. Awesome. I'm fighting Anderson Silva. I can't wait to throw my child. Uh, oh, I messed that up. His English is about as good as, as yours, I'll say. <laughs> um, I can't wait to throw my child, please, combo with a kiss. The baby leg kicks. Silva can shut the front door. That makes no sense. If you can interpret that, please call us. <laughs> um, and, and he just goes on to continue uh, to talk about uh, these type of things. Um, White never won to miss a good marketing opportunity Responded to the color, colorful football star He says, perfect OG Ocho Cinco I need a January 2nd fight Ocho Cinco versus Anderson Silva P.S. I'm too old to fight anyone If you're really serious, contact me We'll put a fight together for charity Ocho Cinco, follow me so I can send you my email so, so apparently Dana's acknowledged the request. He's saying January second as the date, and you know, recent UFCs has shown that 
their January events are very big. They put on, they try to they try to give you the best fights they possibly can on that first card of the year. So it makes sense. But do you really want to see a football player go against Anderson Silva? No, definitely not. And I think it's highly unlikely that the UFC would ever put together a charity match with their best fighter. So. What I'm thinking is that they're probably just going to go with maybe a, an ex-football player who turned out in MMA, like somebody from the Ultimate Fighter Season 10. That's who I'm thinking they're going to put Chad Ochocinco. True. A- and this and is going to be the UFC's first ever uh, fight with a celebrity. That's true. And, you know, we've wanted it for years. Um, I think everybody's wanted it for years. Not necessarily Ochocinco, but I've wanted to see Seagal get in the cage so bad. <laughs> Seagal versus Van Dam. Oh, I've wanted to see God. it. I know everybody wants to see it. Let's just make it happen. I don't care. Rambo. <laughs> put Rambo in there. Put 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 Sylvester Stallone in there. But um Ocho Cinco, he I mean he's not new to combat sports. He's he's trained in boxing for years. So this could be I, a pretty good match. I can't tell if this is something that's serious or, or what's going on. If Ocho Cinco was just watching the fights and was like, you know what, I need to try to get on uh, get on this <laughs> UFC show. They're doing some stuff right now. I don't know. Well, you know what? Ocho Cinco could always give Dina a buck, and <laughs> hopefully he'll be able to fight Silva. So. <laughs> and maybe he can get that victory, bribe that victory. Or he might get injured. Speaking of injuries, though, injuries is plaguing the UFC like the Black Plague did Europe. People are dying, Mark. People are dying. (laughs) (laughs) They're dying. Here's what Jose means. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on in the UFC. Uh, Brock Lesnar pulling out of the fight, as we talked about last week. I mean, it's he came down with mono, put him out of commission. But there's been more information released about this, actually. Um, Yeah, it looks like announced that uh, Brock is suffering from a bacterial infection inside uh, in his, his intestinal tract. Yeah, which is very serious. I mean, this can cause you not to hold down your food. It can, it can, it can cause a lot of other issues. So he's very sick. Um, Dana's taking this as no joke, and uh, they're they're looking to get him into into some kind of uh, a a Mayo Clinic, which is Mayo Clinic over there in uh, in Minnesota. Oh, Mayo. Yeah. Oh, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> the Cinco de Mayo Clinic, Jose. Oh, okay, Mayo Clinic. If you want to be thank a jerk you about it, <laughs> jackass. Um, the Mayo Clinic, which is. Uh, obviously, a nationwide type of clinic that very well renowned for their for their doctors or whatever they do. But he's uh, this is what Dana White quotes. Um, I'm actually probably going to see go see him, and we're probably going to have uh, to do some some stuff to take care of this guy. He is not well, and he's not getting better. Oh God, and that really sucks too. Just because Brock Lesnar is their golden calf. This is this is okay. Hold on, rewind. And I agree with that because Brock Lesnar is their golden calf. Without Brock Lesnar, I mean, I, I'm guessing the pay per views are just going to start going down little by little. Well, it puts a hard it's a hard situation for the UFC. It puts them in a rough spot because even if you don't like Brock Lesnar, and and I'm not a big fan of Brock Lesnar, I think that you know it's no fault of his, but he's just too damn strong, <laughs> you know. And so watching him fight is you know he's going to win, but. But it also, you know, what do you do with it? What do you do with the belt? I mean, do you just take it from this guy who's on his deathbed? It seems like. I mean, they're calling this. When asked, you know, the reporters asked Dana White, "Is this something that could potentially be career-ending?" And Dana says, "Well, it depends on how serious it is." So they sure. don't. They don't really know what's, you know, how serious it is. If they can, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But I am. I think Mike's a doctor. Uh, I think Mike has the same damn thing. 
<laughs> he might. It's 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 affecting MMA everywhere. It is on the air in the fights. It's 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 damaging, and and it's really bad for Brock. And I really wanted to check out that fight with Shane Carwin. And of course, that's another thing too. Shane Carwin uh, just had surgery in his knee, and he's going to be out of commission for a while. So, did he plan this surgery, or did he find out Brock Lesnar pulled out and then went and got the surgery done? I think he just planned the surgery. He said, you know what, I'm just going to Because was he it. planning on pulling out? I, you know what? That is a very good question. What I, the hell is going on? Well, this is what I believe happened. Uh, Shane Carwin, finding out that uh, Lesnar was going to pull out once again, decided to get his surgery. You know, Because, I mean, who is Dana going to put him against? If he were to put him against another heavyweight and Shane Carwin were to have, let's say, got uh, got his butt kicked, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make any sense to put Carwin versus Lesnar for the championship right. title. Yeah. So there's no way that Dana's going to put Carwin, Lesnar's next opponent, against anybody in the U uh, anybody in the in the uh, in the same weight class. So what? He's going to drop away. <laughs> You were on this. Jose was rolling right now. I was rolling. If you have never listened, Jose was, he has never sounded so smart on this show ever. (laughs) And I went blank. He missed it. Mike missed it, and I feel bad for Mike. But. (laughs) Oh, God, that was so good. You were so good. Um, It's a good point. Uh, I don't know. I lost it because you lost it. So, <laughs> but, uh, but you know but what I'm saying, right? I know what you're saying. There's no point in Dana White putting Carwin against any other fighter because Carwin's supposed to be facing He's supposed Lesnar. to be the top contender. Yeah. Right. But here's here's the issue is what what what's going to happen? Now you've got – here's another thing to think about. Uh, Antonio Rodrigo, Rodrigo Nogueira out. Oh, yes. Uh, Tonio's out for staph infection. This isn't a surprise for me just because he had a staph infection when he first brought, uh, when he first fought. I think he Frank was born Pan. with a staph infection. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his twin. <laughs> <laughs> he's never gotten rid of it. Uh, no, he's, he's now out. So he's not fighting Velasquez anymore. And it made, it made my, my, my dreams come true. I said, you know what? Let's put Carwin against Velasquez. Velasquez. Now Carwin's out, as we just said. So. What does Cain Velasquez do at this point? Who does he fight? Mir? You know what? Does he fight Mir? You know that would be a good match. What's Mir got going on? Let me let me let me tweet Mir real quick. I I think it's going to be good. I think uh, I think I think that's what's going to happen. I'm calling this. I think Velasquez will fight will fight Mir. Well, it wouldn't make any sense. So just it would make plenty of sense. There's nobody left. They're all sick. But it's like, what if Frank beats Velasquez? Then is then Velasquez? Then Frank fights. Carwin or Frank fights whoever. Mm, I don't know. What the problem is? You've got a champion. Why not Kimbo you got Slice? a champion who's because, dude, Kimbo. <laughs> Kimbo's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love your boy. It's the end of me and the end of you. But <laughs> I'm done with Kimbo. <laughs> We're not gonna. He's 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 now fighting at. Uh, oh, they're doing a catchweight. Right. Yeah, they're Him doing a catchweight. Okay. Season. Well. Either way, you've got big problems in the heavyweight division. The heavyweight division, which was looking so promising, it was oh. getting there. It was it was returning to its ranks as one of the best UFC divisions, and now, now you know the plagues are just <laughs> the plague <laughs> is coming back, and it's it's killing the UFC heavyweight division. But I guess you know to your point, it is a good a good thing that they do have uh, the tough with the with the heavyweights coming out, so we can see what what they bring. And you know what, I do have a theory, and I just want to tell everybody here what my theory is. I think M1 did this. <laughs> I really believe M1, Millen, and Fedor got these people sick. Think about it. For think free? about it. We have never heard of a staff infection until they started coming from Russia. 
Okay. And, All right. Oh, um, oh, oh, hey. Oh, an no, intestinal tract. I gave you too much props. That's what happened. <laughs> I gave you too many props for your last rant, and this one's got to stop. It's got to stop. It's over. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's where we're at now. Uh, what's going to happen in the heavyweight division? Um, what are they going to do? The UFC 108, um, you know, with, with Nagir out, um, what's going to happen with Velasquez? Brock Lesnar's not fighting in that. I mean, this card is just dwindling and dwindling. So Yeah, 108 is basically a bad card because first off, the main event was who? Lesnar versus uh, Lesnar versus Carwin. Then they got out, so they had to bring up the co-headline, Antonio versus uh, versus Velasquez, and they had to get that right out. Well, wait a minute. This was also the card that Rashad and Rampage were supposed to fight on. Yeah. This card was epic. I mean, this card was going to go down. This was the best fight in 2010, and we never got to see that. None of it. So, I mean, now you're looking at Rashad Evans and Thiago Silva. Oh, God. Junior Dos Santos for Gabriel Gonzaga, which should be good. But oh. the rest of them, I mean... Is it pay-per-view? Just just up-and-coming fighters. So, it, it should be a pay-per-view, yeah. I believe it, I believe it is a pay-per-view. It shouldn't be a pay-per-view. They should no, just it shouldn't it be a pay-per-view, yeah. Yeah. It's now if the UFC one oh eight if they had the original lineup, yeah, that's pay per view. I oh, would that's be got paying pay- seventy bucks right there. That's got that that possibly had um uh <clears throat> UFC one hundred, you know. That could have competed with the UFC one hundred card. But but not anymore. Yeah. And not questions that just happened. And questions remain. It's like how will this affect the UFC? You know, <laughs> with all these injuries. What measures can the company take so nothing like this ever happens again? Well, how do you prevent staph infection? Is an infection that is is primarily dominant to MMA fighters, to wrestlers, to to people who are who are sweaty a lot. I mean, that's that's how you can get it. Mark, I'm sweaty all the time. Okay, hey, he's I, not lying. I am. I'm. He's sweating right now. <laughs> I'm a Scientologist, bud. It's all in your mind. But you see, I think I don't. I don't know exactly. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. I am. Okay, I know you are. <laughs> You're a doctor and a gentleman. I, I am a doctor and a gentleman. God dang it! You just don't play one on TV. It's one of the ladies that come <laughs> your way, you know. Because I'm Mexican, they always put me as a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a good customer. <laughs> well, you know what? Great news for you, Mark. Uh, 2012. What are you doing? 2012. Um, I don't for- think I have any plans yet. Well, you should get in a bunker because the world's going to end. And also, George C. Pierre right. might be wrestling for Canada in the Olympics. He might bring the world down then because that guy, he's, you know what? At first, I'm like, okay, GSP, you don't want to do this. You don't want to go up against a wrestler because it's different. You're an MMA fighter and, you know, you're people. he's got fantastic wrestling. I mean, obviously, they've said that he's got some of the best wrestling in MMA and even over like the Matt Hughes's, the Josh Koscheck's. Um, but... When you're in MMA, they're taking you down. They're trying to take you down, or you're you're taking them down. Well, part of what they're doing is, if they know that that GSP is is going to power you know power through them, they're going to try to position themselves to get into a defensive position on the ground. Well, in wrestling, they're not going to do that. They're not going to let you take them down. You know, some fighters will let you take them down to try to get you into a chokehold or something. You can't do that in wrestling. So, I. I I love GSP. I love this guy, but I just don't. I don't want to see this go bad. If this goes bad, then then I don't know. I might be crushed. I might not be here. I might be sitting with Mike. <laughs> you know what? I am very proud of GSP for representing his country in the Olympics. GSP, I love your Under Armour underwear, and I think it's great that he's going to be doing this. This this will help him improve his wrestling. 
in the cage. Think about it. His wrestling is really freaking awesome right now. Imagine after a year, because he's going to be taking a year off, by the way, just to just to prepare himself for the twenty. That ain't right. No, that that can't happen. No, well, there's a lot. He first has to compete in some uh, smaller one in order to be qualified to compete in the Olympics. But if if GSP, he's going to be taking a whole year off just to wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. When he comes back to the UFC, or maybe to Strike Force, we don't know. If he comes back to MMA, he better not. <laughs> It's like okay, you chose your side in the Civil War. Me, I'm neutral. I'm Sweden. But if he comes back, if he comes back in the cage, he will dominate on the ground and he will dominate standing up. Well, wait a minute. He already does that. Yep. And here's the thing: GSP has already trained with the Canadian wrestling team. He trains with those guys. Okay. So this will help him out a lot more. What does he need it for? Here's what he wants. This is, but the Olympics. You got to realize the Olympics is 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 far superior than than any other championship you could ever win. If you have a gold medal, I mean that says a lot. That that, that, that says more than any championship you'd win in MMA, Strike Force, Dream, anything. Unless you win so, a medal for MMA, then that makes you basically the world MMA. Well, champion. will they bring MMA to? Maybe by 2012 they'll have the MMA in the Olympics. So we won't be discussing this. Yeah, we won't. That'd be great. That would be wonderful. They already have jiu-jitsu. They have judo. I mean, they have all the elements. They have boxing. They have all the elements of MMA. They just don't combine them into one. Why? Why, Jose? Uh, you know what? Maybe people, you know what? I'll, when I eat my pizza, I like to separate the pepperoni and the cheese and the bread. But I think I think you're getting somewhere with this. If they actually put back the pepperoni, the cheese, and the bread, you got yourself a pizza slice. And you're also... A baker. Okay. Yes, it, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They they have every aspect of, of MMA. <laughs> I think it's just because those other aspects don't make you bleed. I mean, boxing can make you bleed, but of course they're wearing the helmets in in, in Olympics. And I've bled with a helmet on, and 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 you know the the boxing, but it's pretty much just your nose. It's not as graphic. It's not as bloody as MMA can be. So maybe that's that's part of it. But um, GSP going through. Um, Going to attempt to be on the 2012 Canadian Olympic team. I wish him the best, but um, I, I hope I hope he decides to go against it. You know, his nickname is Superman. You know that, right? Is it? Is no, his it's nickname not Superman? But he has that Superman punch. You just so. want to call him Superman. You yeah. just wanted to talk about Superman. Okay, remember that story when <laughs> Superman like was dead, and then he came back. No, I didn't read that one. Oh, really? He's going to come back as Superman Prime, which went crazy. All right. <laughs> oh, 2012, George <laughs> Pierre. Um, let's actually talk about the upcoming fights. Let's U- do that. <laughs> UFC 106, Ortiz versus Griffin 2. I'm not excited for this, Mark. What about you? I am very excited for this, actually. Uh, I don't know why you're not excited. I'm not that? a big fan of Forrest. Yeah. Okay, but there's there's plenty of other fights. I mean, you got Anthony Johnson versus Josh Koscheck. For those a big of you, fan of Josh. Yeah, so you're about to watch him get knocked out. Oh, okay. By yeah. Anthony Johnson, <laughs> I'm calling that. Phil Baroni versus Amir Sadala. Sadala, good friend of uh, the show. Sometimes. Um, yeah. For well, former good friend of the show. <laughs> um, shout out to Amir. <laughs> Phil Baroni. I mean, Phil Baroni, the, the the New York badass coming back and. He isn't very good, but um, well, they need to give him here something. A couple other fights, but we're gonna we're gonna call we're gonna call these out. We're gonna we're gonna again decide. Mike couldn't be here, unfortunately. We'll record his uh, his his picks um, off the air. But 
Uh, first fight, Forrest Griffin versus. Oh, actually, right, let's, let's yeah, let's start from the bottom. Let's go with the preliminaries. That, let's go. Uh, let's uh, what, do that, Jose. The, the ones that are going to be airing on Spike TV. Make sure to tune into the preliminary uh, preliminaries <laughs> card for Spike TV. Kendall Grove versus Jake Rushalt. Kendall Grove, a great fighter. His last fight was kind of eh, you know hit and miss, but I think he could definitely take on Jake. Yeah, I think Kendall Grove got a victory on this one. He's gonna he's gonna wrap this guy up, and uh, I think I'll choke him out somehow. So, well, I'll put him in a submission. And Ma- Mike, what what do you think? Hey guys, uh, I'm gonna go with the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> That's <was> cute. <laughs> All right. So Mark and I, we both say Kendall Grove. Awesome. So put that down. Booms, Kendall Grove. Booms, got it. Booms, awesome. Next fight: Marcus Davis versus Ben Sanders. Saunders. Saunders. Close enough. I love Kentucky Fried Chicken. I love his grandfather. Ben Saunders is definitely the pick for me. I'm telling you why. Strong guy, athletic, and is able to take a punch. Yes, he's definitely got a chin. And you know what? Ben Saunders uh, Muay Thai is no joke. That guy can throw some knees from outside the cage and still hit you. Um, so. You did. <laughs> okay. Marcus Davis, obviously, you're, you're a really good boxer. Um, I, I don't know. This fight is weird. You've got Marcus Davis, who's kind of a short, stockier kind of guy, and you've got Ben Saunders, who's long, lanky. Um, I see this one as going to a decision, and I'm going to say decision to... to uh, oh, this one's tough, Jose. It's tough. Oh, you got a pick. I know. Ben Saunders, decision. All right. Mark and I both chose Ben Saunders. Mike? Hello Kitty. <laughs> That's right. Hello Kitty's cute. Oh God, I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. <laughs> All right, now let's get to the main card. Mark Dustin Hazelhat, Hazelhat versus Caro Parisian. Parisian. Caro. Uh, if I'm correct on this, Caro's last. Uh, he lost his last. Uh, he lost his last fight. His last fight was actually a no contest. Um, which is kind of like a loss. No, it, it kind of means it didn't happen. We're going to forget about this one. This one never <laughs> happened, which means something. Uh, sometimes a cut, incidental cut, can cause this. Um, I don't recall the exact reason. I couldn't find it anywhere. But um, bef- before that, he lost to Thiago Alves. So most of his most of most of Caro's wins are all decisions. Um, Dustin Hazlitt, who those of you who don't know, he appeared in Harry Potter a couple of times. Really. No, oh. but he looks like Harry Potter. This is the geek, you know. You've seen. Oh him. Yes, yes, the Harry Potter geek. The Harry Potter geek, great Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, all of his, all of his victories. I mean, he's five and two in the UFC. All of his victories have come by submission, except for one, which was a decision. So he's only lost to um, he lost to Koscheck and he lost to De Souza. De Souza. So, well, you know what? This one's tough. I'm gonna have to go with Caro on this. I'm going to go with Caro um, with the decision. All right. And, Mike, what about you? Oh, I'm going to go with Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah, that's cute. Here's a candy cane, you little pervert. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh, next fight, Louise Kane versus Antonio Rodrigo Nagira. That's right. No, I'm- that's not Rodrigo. That's Ruggiero. Oh, Ruggiero. Rodrigo's little brother oh, really? or twin brother. Is it really Rodrigo and Rogerio? Yeah, Rodrigo and Rogerio. Nogira. All right. There's two different ones. Uh, the Minotaur has came back from a staph infection. No. Me, no. <laughs> no. Minotauro is not this guy. This is his brother. Oh, 
Is it Big Nog? It's Little Nog. Oh. Little Nog has came back from a staff infection. No, he hasn't. What are he you never, talking about? He never got a staff we infection. We just did the story earlier. What are you talking about? Okay. Jesus <laughs> came and saved him. <laughs> okay. Okay, folks, for those of you who don't know. Jesus saved Nagira. <laughs> Minotaur Nagira has a brother. His brother's name is Antonio Ruggiero Nagira. And he is not Minotauro. And he is fighting Louise Kane, who this is um, Nagiro's first fight in the UFC. Um, it is. Louise Kane's 11 1. He's got, he's TKO'd victories over Sokaju, also over uh, uh, Jason Lambert, and he also won a decision over Steve Cantwell. So he's put up some, some big wins um, in yes. the UFC. Now, Nagiro is supposed to be uh, incredible. So As long as he doesn't have staff he infection. Then no, I think he he'll do okay. Okay, I'm I'm going with well, I'm going with Nogira on this one. You know, I'm also going to go with Nogira. <laughs> I actually was going to just because he came out of his staff infection, right? I mean, Dude, that's, that's hard like, to do. Jesus heals, and he said, "Get out of the staff infection." He's like, "Thank you," and he gave it to his little brother, <laughs> and then he swatched places, uh, kind of like in that one movie, uh, The Parent Trap. Oh, can you imagine Nogira's in The Parent Trap? That would be so cool. Next fight is Phil Baroni <laughs> versus Amir Sadala. Um, Phil Baroni, uh, for those of you who have watched earlier UFCs, I mean, his last fight was was in UFC 51. He fought against Pete Sell, Pete Sell, which he lost to. He then, prior to that, I mean, he's he's on a four loss, uh, four loss streak, four fight losing streak. <laughs> four <God>. loss, Jose, <laughs> Jose. <laughs> Lastly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello, hello. Uh, he's lost his last four fights in the UFC: um, one to Sell, two to Evan Tanner, and one to Matt Lindland. Um, so, but he, outside of the UFC, he fought for um, Elite XC. Oh, yeah. Did a good job there. Won some good fights. So, um, I see uh, Amir Sadala, who lost his his debut after being uh, claimed uh, the tough champion against uh, Hendricks, and he lost thirty seconds. Knocked out in thirty seconds. Right, it was kind of embarrassing. It was kind of embarrassing, and no, actually, I, 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 I take that back. It was embarrassing. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. A, it was. You know, so you get caught though. People get caught, and and Amir was one of those people that got yeah, caught. You know, second time he got caught. And Phil Baroni, he will catch you. Phil Baroni hits hard. This guy hits like a like a ton. So, hmm. so what are you gonna go for? I'm gonna go for Phil Baroni. Uh, I mean, no offense to Amir. But after his performance, after his performance... You were not impressed with his performance? I was not impressed with his okay. performance. I was not impressed with it. it he didn't have the heart. Uh, Phil Baroni got the fight. Phil Baroni, okay. So Jose's going with Phil Baroni. Mm -hmm. If I choose the same fights as you, I'm going to be pretty upset. But uh, Phil Baroni is wild, and, and I just haven't seen enough of Amir since he won. I mean, he hasn't been very active. He's only had one fight, and he's been doing all the other side gigs for Dana instead of fighting so it's hard to say I haven't seen enough of Amir to to choose to kind of select him but God, I'm having a hard time tonight Jose you are I'm having a hell of a time you're Latino <laughs> what <laughs> you're close enough Marcus okay I'm going with uh, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna put faith in Amir just because I know Phil Baroni gets too out of control I'm going with Amir on this one. Whoa, we have broken the chain. Yeah, no, right. I think I did that just just for that purpose, but no, it's it's fine. I think we're gonna have some 
some good decisions upcoming. Our co-main event, Anthony Johnson versus Josh Koscheck. Oh, God, Koscheck is, uh, he won his last fight, if I recall. Or did he not win his last fight? No, he won his last fight. He he uh remember he, he TKO Trigg yes, in like yes, a minute and a yeah, half. Yeah, he did he did win his last fight. He's strong. Uh, and you know what? This is gonna be an awesome fight. Anthony really? Rummel Johnson, he put up a hell of a performance the last time he fought. I'm I w I never heard of him before because I'm very new to the MMA scene. Right. And I was like, Wow, this dude is quick. He is. He is, and he beat. Who did he beat? He was supposed to be facing Chris. Like no, yeah, he was supposed to be facing Chris Lydell. Am I right? Lydell, yeah. Lydell, whatever. <laughs> and so, I mean, this is an awesome opportunity for Anthony Rumble Johnson to get into the spotlight and show America exactly what he can do. And I'm going to go with Anthony Johnson. Second round, it's going to be a brawler, a smoker, a <laughs> dank blabbler. You know, I'm making up words as I go along just because my tongue is tied. That's right. Jesus <laughs> saved Nagira. Okay. <laughs> Anthony Johnson on a three-fight win streak. Um, Jose, as you said, he's hot right now. Uh, for those of Ooh. you who are like Jose and who don't know Anthony Johnson, this guy, he moves like GSP. And he is—he's—he's he's bigger than GSP. I mean, they may fight the same weight class, but Anthony Johnson—he's a big boy. He's also and he was an NCAA All-State uh, or All-American wrestler, I believe. And Josh Koscheck. So Josh Koscheck, obviously, he's been up and down, win, loss, win, loss, win. Nice. I'm going with Anthony Johnson in this one. He's going to catch—he's going to catch Kos. Koscheck. I hate Koscheck. I hate his hair. His hair drives me nuts too, but it's not as bad as uh, Why they do Hermes so Franca's. At least, oh, God. I mean, okay. yeah. talk about some hair problems. <laughs> Damn, Hermes and his hair. Speaking of hair, who do we got next? Uh, you know what? We got the return of the Huntington Beach bad boy Tito Ortiz against Run Forest Run Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't, uh, who didn't catch the last fight. Uh, Forrest is They found him He's not running any longer Mm-mm. He went too far He went around <laughs> I'm trying to do I'm trying to do My Forrest Gump impersonation But G- George St. Pierre Keeps on coming out <laughs> I did not know about does that. Yeah He, just, he, he like, does that to guys I don't know why It's weird Hello there Jenny But <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Who ran out of the cage His last fight Kept running, <laughs> never stopped. <laughs> He's finally found his way back to Vegas, fighting Tito Ortiz, and this is part duh, part two of this uh, this 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 war. Well, hopefully it's a war. Last time, Tito dominated the first round. You thought it was going to be over quick. Griffin came back, fought his heart out in the second and third round, and it was turned out to be a very very good fight. Yeah, and a controversial decision as well because a lot of people state that Forrest had that fight. He should have yeah. won the fight. But, you know, knowing Forrest back then and, you know, knowing Forrest now and knowing him back then, uh, I probably would have just stuck with Tito just because that kind of made me mad that he had to run out on Anderson Silva. Yeah, so you would have stuck with Tito or you are going to stick with Tito? I'm sticking with Tito on this one, man. I'm telling okay, you. Okay, and, and Tito says coming into this fight. I am the healthiest I've ever been. I have no more back problems, and you know his back has plagued him his whole career. Uh, like now Mike's. saying, <laughs> like Mike's, now saying that he has no no pain, no back problems. He's the best he's ever been in. Um, you know, but Forrest is a dog. He is a dog, and his back is up against the wall. If he doesn't do something big in this fight, people are going to question how 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 good is he? Was his was his uh, title victory? 
Was that just a fluke? I think it was. Over Rampage? It was. Or is he really one of the one of the top contenders? So it's I think this fluke. does a lot. This does a lot. And I am going to choose I hate going against Tito Ortiz. But Don't I'm going go with Forrest Griffin. What? I am you going are with Forrest Griffin. You are freaking nuts. Get out of here. Get <laughs> freaking out of here. Forrest Griffin. You know what? Hey, his back's against the wall, and he's going to come out, and he's going to fight. He's going to win. And you know you're going to like it, Jose. You're going to come to enjoy watching Forrest beat Tito. I predict Tito's going to beat him in the first round, and then... You and your Latinos. That's all it is. I'm sorry. I have a lot of respect for my own race, okay? Well, okay. Okay? He's going to beat Forrest, and Forrest is going to start running and crying, even though he's a nice guy in person. But then after that, you know, hey, this is MMA overdose. We're not here to be talking, hey, you know, Forrest is this cool guy. I bet he is the cool guy. I like Forrest. (laughs) Except when the part, except the parts that he runs. Uh, well, that just shows his passion. That shows his passion, Jose. He his passion w- bucket is full. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get in shape for his next fight. That's why he ran out on Anderson. Uh, that could have been it. But and didn't pay child support. Either way, that is this Saturday night coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada. Pay for you, uh, Forrest Griffin. All right, and that seems to be the end of the show. Behalf of Hurricane Haas and Mike Sick Boy Jenkins. My name's Jose the Baby Gorilla Boss here. That's been everything over this. Good night. <laughs>